Welcome to the Everyday PM podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, and tech industries. I'm so excited to welcome Sanaz. Sanaz, I'm excited to share your story with our audience today, but please take a brief moment to introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Sanaz Sadegian, and right now I'm working as a project manager at Waters Corporation. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Anne, for inviting me. Yeah, of course. And and Sanaz, I, I, you know, your story when we dive into it is one that I am so eager to tell. And it's it's the reason why I've chosen to create the Everyday PM and this platform through the podcast is for stories like yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to spoil it, obviously, because we'll go into the details of it, but you had connected with me for the very fact that you you felt empowered that you have a story to tell. And it's it's all kind of surrounded by this idea of project management and being a young professional in the industry and kind of the ups and downs of what you've experienced in terms of how you are where you are at today, right? How do you've landed a project management role and, and, mm-hmm. and at the company that you're at today? So I'm very, very eager to dive into to your story and tell it to our audience here. So Sanaz, just to start... Uh, very simple question for you here about your journey is why project management? I think I, that's one of my favorite stories to, or questions to ask, because when you listen to other people who have entered the industry, we all come from very different perspectives of how we either fell into project management or yeah. we've been wanting to do project management our entire lives. So tell us why you chose project management. Yes. Yeah, so um I got my bachelor degree in industrial engineering and uh, I was working with some projects with my father, but back in time, I didn't know that we were actually doing project management. So um, I went to Australia because my sister lives in Australia and one of our relatives uh, that she works in um, Sydney, she told me that um, it's better that you learn Primavera, which is, we all know that it's a, a planning software for projects. Yeah. So I didn't know what is project management or what are these softwares. Uh, and when I came back to uh, Iran, uh, which is my country, I, um, I went to study Microsoft project and then I went to Primavera. And then I actually um, liked project management and I went to study PMBOK and I got my PMP uh, certification in 2017. I was the youngest one in my country who had uh, this certification. Wow. And after one year, I became like, I got my PMI SP, which is a scheduling professional. Fantastic. And, yeah, so, uh, and after, I don't know, I, I think two years, I applied for a master of project management at Boston University. I was accepted and I came to the US two years ago. Amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> So um, the things that, um, why I chose project management was the fact that project management is different every day. You know, you have all of these challenges. Every day is different from the other day. And um, it's it's not getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it's like you always have to learn new things. And mm-hmm. it's like, like, for example, it's a new day, you first a new challenge, and you just have to go and search into the internet. 
and learn a lot of new things and always be updated. And yeah, that's something I really like. Yeah, exactly. And 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 what a beautiful journey, right? It sounds like yeah. you, many of us, like you were explaining for your own journey, is you were doing all the things of a project manager, and then realize, oh, this is what this role is. There's actually a formal title. There are actually mm-hmm. software and tools that coincide with project management. Um, thankfully, your father and your aunt, you know, very supportive in, in that and in, in getting you into this type of role, asking you to study specific tools that will pay off in the long run. So that's all fantastic. Um, yeah. And then just the eagerness that I hear in the way you depict your story of wanting to learn, right? The hunger that you have to learn more. And you're absolutely right. The industry as it evolves, if we were in an industry that was not continuing to evolve itself as things changed in our environment, then I don't know that the industry would exist today, but I agree. The beauty of project Mm -hmm. management is that you can have the same project, the same outline, the same plan, and realize that it will not execute in the same way every single yeah. time that you try, right? So it, I, I agree. There's something about what we do that there's, there's a challenge in the fact that it is always changing and you continually have to understand how you can evolve with it. And I see that in your journey and it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see that you've kind of found your way to project management and, and all of the things that you've done after your aunt told you to study Primavera is, is, is exactly how you would imagine somebody to somebody's journey to project management to unfold. So tell me a little bit about, I know you tap into it just a bit, but what is it exactly? You know, you, you talk a little bit about the fact that project management, it, it challenges you. It's not the same. Is that the reason why you fell in love with it? Um, actually, the reason, yeah, I'm, I love project management because um, I like challenges and I want to um, always learn new things. Um, and I always want to be that cross-functional team yeah. member, you know. And um, the other reason that I fell in love with project management was actually the people I've met in this community. You know, all of them are really great people. From my professors from Iran to here in the U.S. at Boston University, all of them and the friends that I found yeah. in this um, uh, community, all of them were so helpful and they are actually trying to share their experiences and um, their uh, lesson learned with you. And I really love that about this field, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of, you're right, there's a lot of collaboration a lot of sharing of experiences and learning that we can all take from each other. And that's beautiful that you found that community um, at your university and kind of amongst your professional uh, uh, space. So you talk about coming here from Iran, um, going to Boston University for the, the master's program. Was it challenging for you to make that jump, you know, just location wise, obviously, you know, going from, uh, being international to coming into the U.S., um, ultimately finding a job in the U.S. I know I speak to a lot of people uh, that connect with me on LinkedIn who are not from the U.S. who desperately want to come over, find a job as a project manager, but 
whether it's uh, one obstacle or another around hovered around visas or, or education or not having enough experience on their resume. There's a lot of things that culminate into these people who are, I'm sure, are highly qualified to be project managers in the U.S. They just can't seem to break that barrier. So tell me about that part of your journey. Yeah, so um, when I uh, chose um, America, when I came to the America, it was like kind of really hard because you are actually moving to another country with completely different language and you just have to attend the school. Yeah. And um, and the school is kind of really, I think, a difficult step because you have to get grades. Yeah. And it will show <laughs> how you're performing and it will affect, I think, your next job or finding a um, better position. So I think it was a really challenging for me because I didn't have any any relatives or I didn't have any friends here mm-hmm. two years ago when I moved to the U.S. and um, I actually came with two suitcases it was just me with two suitcases <laughs> and um, it was hard um, and I think like I can say immigration uh, is actually one of the hardest things that you can do yeah. in your life and it's one of the biggest risks that you're going to take um, and some people think like um, uh, immigration is like a choice that you have for some fortunate people it's a choice you know you are just I don't know you want to change your environment and you go to another country but for some people that who, that wants to actually create a future in another country it's uh, it's a big challenge and you have to actually, I, first I came to the Boston, I didn't know the area. I didn't know anything about Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't even know about the weather. Um, <laughs> I knew that it's cold, but yeah. I didn't know that this is this much cold. <laughs> I came at the end of January, Boston. So everything is a challenge for you. And it's obviously really hard. But uh, when I first um, came to Boston University at my first day, I was really stressful. It was a really social day for me. And when I, uh, I remember that the first day I had the project management course with Professor Keegan. And uh, when we were introducing ourselves, I said to him like, yeah, I'm PMP. And he was like, oh my God, you are going to be the best student here. And that sentence just changed everything for me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That first day, some people don't know that how much their positive, giving positive energy to someone can change their life, Mm -hmm. you know, but it changed it for me. It's changed like, and I became the best student there. So (laughs) it was a really, um, great experience that sometimes you think oh my god this is a big risk and you see it as a negative risk you know but when you try your best you see that oh my god it was the biggest opportunity that happened in my life wow yeah it I think um after I finished my school so I just wanted to do a summary of the visas and everything for the people who doesn't know or uh, anything about the visa situation. Mm-hmm. But when you come to the US, you're on F1 visa, which is a student visa. And you just can work inside the university. 
And after you finish your school, you have like um, 12, government will give you 12 months to work. And it's called OPT. And from these 12 months, you have three months to find a job. And um, if you don't find a job, you have just, uh, you can do a few things. You just can go back and be a student in another major, uh-huh. or you can uh, go to your country, go back to your country. So last year, when I finished my school on May 2020, um, it was a really um, like tough situation because it was in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of the companies laid off their employees. And it was a really, um, I don't know how to say, it, but it was a um, um, situation that finding a job was really hard, especially for um, an international, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, some companies, uh, they reached me, but when, uh, when they found out that I'm on visa or I'm a student, I'm an OPT, they, are, they said like, we don't want to continue with someone who doesn't have a, a permanent U.S. Um, citizenship or a green card. Mm-hmm. It was a really tough situation and it's stressful. But um, thanks to God, I actually found the company that um, the skill you have was much more important to them. That's and great. The, as the like yeah, residency status. Um, and the things that I've seen um, that can help people in this situation is that um, you just have to try to um, make a lot of connections. Um, I mean, by a lot of connections, you have to create your LinkedIn page uh, as much as you can. You yeah. have to add descriptions. You have to be open. Like, for example, you, ha- you should put your phone numbers. If you're not a, in the U.S., you can just put your WhatsApp number, messenger number, any application that you have to tell, I am open to talk to you. Mm-hmm. If you just put your email address or uh, you just be closed and you just put a wall around yourself, a recruiters won't reach you. Right. It's the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing about um, that can help people is that you have to go through um, the description of the jobs in LinkedIn. For example, you are looking for a project management um, position. You just have to put the search the title and go through all of the descriptions of the job that you can see and see what is changing in the industry. What is that they are looking for. For example, Agile is right now one of the biggest concepts that all the companies are looking for, right? Right. Um, Industry is changing and you cannot just have one resume and expect that you find a lot of job with that one. Agreed, yeah. These are really, really helpful tips in terms of how to just make sure you're marketable to the recruiters and, and, Something as simple as you pointed out, be accessible and make mm-hmm. sure that you can be contacted, whether it's through the LinkedIn chat itself or have a active phone number that can be contacted by a cr- recruiter. Those little things that people um, maybe just overlook 
when mm -hmm. applying for jobs in the US. I think a lot of the the struggle to your to your point as well is how do you translate your experience to that of the jobs that are being recruited here in America? And you give such a great tip about your resume is just not one size fits all. It mm -hmm. should be many sizes fit many, right? It shouldn't just yes. be one resume that you submit on behalf of 10 different project manager jobs because Sanaz is, is brilliant in what she's saying in terms of every PM role itself is going to be a little bit different, if not a lot different. And you have to target your resume to speak to the exact experiences that the recruiters are looking for. And then also remember that while I, I wish that each role was only getting maybe one, a handful of candidates, you amongst many on top of, and I, I imagine this was very stressful for you when you were applying Sanaz's, you're just one of many international people on top of mm -hmm. all of the qualified people that are in the States already. And I I, I have seen it consistently with the, the handful of people that I have met in my professional career that have struggled with employers sponsoring their visas to be able to work in America. And that alone, unfortunately, becomes a determining factor for many corporations in terms of why they will not take the most qualified candidate is because they will require, you know, this, this, this kind of support and which is really, really unfortunate when you think about it. I mean, I, I don't know from the business standpoint of things, but in my opinion, if you're the most qualified candidate, why are you not the one getting the job? And so yeah. I think you talk a lot about those experiences that you had, and I'm sure I am absolutely sure that will resonate with a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. And I will also call out because you, you said it subtly in your in the way you're describing uh, your journey from Iran to the U.S. is you did this all in the middle of the pandemic. Like, let's not forget the fact that you you made this decision uh, to to come to America, come to school here in in foreign land that you had no friends, no family, you didn't know anyone, and you did it during the pandemic. And I just remember hearing you tell me that for the first time. And I was just in awe of just that piece of the story, if not the entire journey that you've made, just for the sheer fact that things were very scary. Just traveling abroad was very, is, is continues to be a little bit scary, right? In terms of being in this environment. And you did that and you did that and I can't believe it. And I, I, I only having met you, I'm just in awe of that. Um, yeah, I, I think I just wanted to make sure that everybody else felt that journey as well. So in terms of, you know, you're now you're here, you've, you've finished your, your master's program, right? And now you're working full time uh, for a company. What are some of the things that you're learning? I think as a young professional, uh, as a, as a young professional now in a PM role, uh, after experiencing the journey that you've had, what are some of the things you're learning in your current role? And, and what are some of the opportunities then that you see for the industry overall as you learn? Yeah, so it's a really great question because uh, right now, for example, we all learned PMBOK, right? We all learned Agile, but applying all of them in the real um, world projects is one of the biggest challenges of all of us. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and the things that is, for example, um, most of the projects um, in the world are hybrid. They are not all waterfall, all agile. They're kind of a hybrid projects. But I think like um, we, all of us, we have to like find a way to apply or to find the ways that can uh, apply all of these methodologies on a real time, real life projects. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so, and uh, right now, for example, I can see a big change after the COVID um, happened. I can see like all of the industries, for example, pharma and medical uh, industries are going like they're, they are in high demand. And um, if you, for example, look at the, all of the job, jobs that is posting, are, most of them are for medicals or pharma. And the other part, industry that I think is going to grow very fast is sustainable energies, you yeah. know, the, the clean energies. And I hope, I really hope that it happens soon because I think um, the other um, beauty of project management project managers and all of the companies is to take care of the world you know take care of, of the course. earth as soon as and like as much as they can and yeah i think uh the most important uh things that we have to focus on right now in project management is how we can apply all of this knowledge that is out there to real life and real projects, which is kind of complicated, you know, it's mm-hmm. really hard to apply a hundred pure agile or pure waterfall or combination of them in real projects. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's a challenge, right? I think uh, you come out of your your studies and and you you probably I'm guessing in your master's program as well as mine, you read the PMBOK over and over again. And you you think that the application is going to be very, uh, very simple. You think that you will enter a company and their process will follow exactly the way the PMBOK said you would follow. And to your point, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so the application of it is so important. I mean, the, the theory and the knowledge areas and the principles are all absolutely important to what we do. But yeah. I, I couldn't agree more that the application to just yeah. understanding how, how you apply it to the projects you're working on for your company, but then on the grander scheme of things, what you're talking about is something that is inspiring me as well, which is how do we apply this to something bigger? How do we look at projects that are impactful, not just to us and to the business we work for, but to the world, right? And I love that you say that you see a trend in, in these uh, sustainable companies, uh, whether it's uh, sustainable energy or or transitioning from plastic to, to, to paper goods. You know, there, there's a lot of initiatives happening right now. And I I think you are the crystal ball to what's, what's going to happen with our role is the more that we can uh, tap into and be a part of that, how great of an opportunity would that be for us as project managers, right? Yeah, for example, like um, before I won, at first when I was looking for jobs, I was looking for uh, jobs in construction because my background is construction, but um, I never thought I'm going to find a job in pharma. 
Mm-hmm. And after I found the job in pharma, I, I actually can, I can say I really like it right now because sometimes you think if you change your industry, it's going to be a negative thing that's oh, happening yeah. to you and right. you're, you feel like, oh my God, I don't know anything in this industry. But after you entered, you're saying, oh my God, this is actually what I really wanted. This is what actually can help human beings more. Mm. And when I found out that some of our devices were used for Moderna vaccine, I was I felt really well. I That's felt amazing. like kind of proud yeah. that we are actually doing something that can help uh, human beings to be better and to make some impossibles possible, you know? So beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> Now, I, I, I see it and I feel it. And I, I know, Sanaz, that you're going to make some sort of impact, you know, whether it's at your current company or wherever you end up in the next few years. So where is it? Have you had those thoughts about where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? I know that's yeah. a long time from now. <laughs> I know. It's like right now, everything is changing. Like the the, the world is changing too fast. So um I have like, I wanted to be one of the program managers or project managers uh, that can, that is like, I'm kind of so um, unique Mm -hmm. in my job. You know, I can change big things. I can have projects that can help other people to live better, to, um, uh, or help uh, women from, um, like developing countries to believe in themselves more, you know, because I came from a country that um, most of the big jobs are given to men. And um, sometimes women can get the big positions really, really slow or really hard, or they won't even get it. Yeah. So that's why the reason I moved to the U.S. because um, I found out here that um, you have the freedom of uh, being who you really want to be and Mm -hmm. that is the um, I think some some countries you cannot have this and um, it's it's a privilege that men has and so I think that's the biggest thing. I want to be a unique one that can help other people to achieve their own dreams, their own goals. Um, and I think it's one of all of us dreams, you know. I I am, again, in awe of your journey and absolutely inspired by that note, that that kind of platform that you're trying to stand on and, and project in the next few years of your career. I know I'm a little bit ahead of you in my career, but I'm, I, I'm again, you, you're such a, you're a young professional and I, I hear it in your journey. I feel the hunger in terms of where you want to bring the project management industry. And these are the stories that I want to tell on this platform. So if you haven't heard it from me, Sanaz, I am also proud of your journey so far. I'm, I am big uh, fan of yours at this point. I will support you, cheer you on as a, as a fellow project manager, um, in the work that you're doing. And I do believe in, at some point you're going to be doing a lot of good for us 
as a project management industry overall, uh, whatever, whatever it is you're changing the world for, for the better. <laughs> so I, I, I guess to wrap it up, is, is there anything, you know, I'm sure your, your family's still back at home. Is there, is there something in particular that you miss about home um, now being, having been in America for two years? Um, yeah, so first of all, it's my family and my friends, but um, they are also happy that I'm here and I'm trying my best to achieve more and more every day. Um, yeah, and um, the other thing is I wanted to, my LinkedIn, I think um, my name is um, Sana Sadirian. So if you have any questions, if other people have any questions that they want guidance, I'm I'm here to help, and um, yeah. If you have questions, I'm available. I'm uh, I will be really happy to help other people to um, like find their favorite or they um, dream jobs in there. That's beautiful. Yeah, please, please do reach out to Sanaz if you have any questions. She shared a lot of great tips in terms of if you're an international PM that's looking to come to America and then follow a similar journey. Um, Beautiful story, like I said. So uh, that will do it for Sanaz and I on this episode of the Everyday PM podcast. You can find her on LinkedIn. Um, Is that the best way to access you, Sanaz, is, is through LinkedIn then? Okay, great. And I'll make sure there's a link uh, to her LinkedIn profile uh, when this podcast is posted as well. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sanaz, for joining um, in this episode. Please support the Everyday PM podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The Everyday PM podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, and most podcasting platforms. Just very appreciative of your time. And until next time, everybody. Take care.